Set your mind on things above with Taken, a metaphysical fantasy audio drama. And now, the adventure continues with Divided, the days of Peleg. Chapter 23. Watch your back. Methuselah's time, location, El Tava, City of Nod. Methuselah checked his satchel while he waited for the rest of the men to catch up. He was prepared to move forward with the plan. He and the council ironed out the details meticulously just last eve, and he prayed to the Hidden Father about it until he was sure what needed to be done, just like his father Enoch had taught him. Still, Methuselah felt just the slightest bit paranoid. All day, he just couldn't shake the feeling that he was being watched. It's probably just nerves. Methuselah shook it off. I must do this no matter how I feel. Methuselah waved at the trackers, motioning them to stop and come close. Timing is important. Methuselah addressed the men gathered around him as they walked toward the steps of El Tava and the queen's seat. Without the element of surprise, we do not stand a chance. We must follow the plan and not get distracted, continued Methuselah, or we will surely fail. Aye, we will surprise them all right, a young tracker said. This eve, the most elite fighters of the sons of Seth, dressed as simple herders and farmers, on the pretense of trading goods for the services of the Nephilim. Meat for power is the way some jaws alike to put it. The Nephilim craved live flesh and would willingly barter their strength for it, doing tasks that would normally take humans months in a matter of days. We will split up here, Methuselah said. He directed the eldest tracker and his comrades toward the grazing fields and nod. Take the sheep south, the goats north, and the cattle west. I will take a couple of bulls to Simjaza to show him we're serious. Methuselah continued giving orders. Tafar will stick with me and bring cloth and ointments for Nema. When you hear the signal, Methuselah paused and gave five coots like an owl. Scatter the animals to the north, south, east, and west. Pretend you need help to collect them. Even offer them a few of the flock as a reward for their assistance. That'll keep them busy, a stout tracker said with a grin. The eldest tracker agreed. If they be eating them, they can't be eating us. The men laughed heartily. Tafara was unusually quiet. Methuselah nodded his approval. He knew the men were scared. The fiery voice burning within him told him so. But it was better to laugh than to admit fear. Remember our goal. Draw them away from Nema so Tafara has a chance to speak with her alone, and I will deal with some Jaza. Tis a bold plan, I'll give you that, but will it work? The eldest tracker asked. We have to make it work, Methuselah said, for I have sought the one mind and there is no other way. We must retrieve that garment so Nema's influence is broken. As long as the people view her as some sort of goddess with the power of life and death, they will continue to submit to the Elohim and have more Nephilim offspring. Methuselah's right, Tafara said, speaking for the first time since they had left the city of Seth, just beyond the plains of Avonland. I have to get that garment back, no matter what it takes. Tafara adjusted her waist pack with her best knives. All I ask of each of you is to just give me a chance. Keep the Nephilim and the Watchers away. You heard the man, Anami said, giving orders to his troops and the woman. Each of us will guard one of Methuselah's teams. The rest will spread out among the city of Nod and create a diversion to draw the fallen ones and their Nephilim children away from El Tava 
as much as possible. Excuse me, sir, a young sergeant interrupted. I know the watchers have lost the sight and cannot discern our presence, but what about the Nephilim? Can they see us? I'm not sure, Anami said, but we will soon find out. Delmar appeared seemingly out of nothing. He had meshed inside a nearby tree. I will go before you engage the Nephilim to test their sight. Since I can easily camouflage myself, that will give me time to let Captain Anami know. Then he can give us a new directive if need be. Excellent thinking. Anami slapped Delmar on his shoulder. But I think the Nephilim will be the least of our problems. Why is that? Delmar asked. Look to... Anami pointed to the sky. Powers. The powers fell from the sky like shooting stars, leaving a trail of white mist in their wake. That, Delmar said, is going to change our plans. Not necessarily, Anami grinned from ear to ear. Look at what else just fell from the sky. Delmar swung around just in time to see a golden chariot descend. The ornate door swung open and out stepped Azam, fully dressed in a suit of weapons. Not one spot on his form was free of something that would cause bodily harm. Captain, Anami bowed, always a pleasure to see you. Delmar also bowed and did a double take. General Michael, we are honored to greet you as well, he said bowing on one knee this time. Anami quickly dropped to one knee also. We await your orders, General. Please, rise. General Michael nodded, taking in the surroundings. He gestured toward Methuselah and Tafara. Is that the girl who must retrieve the garment, he asked. Indeed, sir, Anami said. Her name is Tafara. Very well then, Michael said. Remember, you may engage the Fallen Watchers, but you cannot assist her. We will be observing. Tafara was the first to reach the steps of El Tava. Her knees trembled, a knot formed in her belly. She glanced over at Methuselah, who walked beside her. Are you afraid? she asked. Methuselah stopped in his tracks. Are you? he said, truly surprised. I've never known you to admit fear. I did not say I was afraid. Tafara paused for the right word. I am just not as calm as usual. I see. Methuselah tried to hide a smile. You should do what I do to remain at peace. Pray. But we are already here, Tafara said. We do not have time to pray. Tafara gazed down at El Tava. There sat Samjaza and Nema, looking impressive on two wooden thrones between the pillars. Nema's head was crowned with flowers. She held a scepter in her hand. Hundreds of people bowed before her. Samjaza looked smug as the humans brought gift after gift, prostrating themselves for a blessing from the goddess and from the great son of God. Twelve watchers surrounded them. Tafara bit her lip. How will I get around them? We will make time to pray. Methuselah pulled her into the shadows of the trees and got on his knees. Tafara followed suit as Methuselah began to say gracious words to the Hidden Father. His voice was low but resolute. The words brought tears to her eyes. Then Methuselah reached into his pouch, pulled out the incense, and placed a dab on her forehead. There, Methuselah said, everything that should be done has been done. Shall we proceed? Yes. Tafara placed a hand on her hip, feeling for her dagger. I'm ready. Together they walked down the earthen stairs to the foot of the platform. By the time they made it halfway, a clear path opened, giving Tafara a clear view of Nema. Nema smirked. Back so soon, my friend, she asked, shifting her weight from side to side in her seat. Only to pay my respects once more and bring you a small token of my well wishes. 
Tafara said. I brought fine undergarments made from soft skins. They have been soaked in a preparation known to heal every ailment. You would find them most soothing. Indeed, Nema said. How interesting. Nema yawned, but her eyes lit up with interest. Bring them to me, she said. I cannot, Tafara said. They are very sensitive and may only be unwrapped in a cool, dry place out of the elements, or they will lose their vigor. I see. Nema pursed her lips together and said crisply, And what of your companion? What does he have need of? Methuselah spoke for himself. Benai Elohim Sunjaza and honored Nema. I come as bearer of the seed and the bringer of glad tidings from the sons of Seth. Methuselah motioned toward Zen and some of his Nephilim brothers standing nearby. We have need of the services of your strong young ones to build a great structure, Methuselah said, and we have brought flocks in exchange. That is most opportune. Samjaza studied the two bulls Methuselah brought with him. We do have need of cattle. Excellent, Methuselah said. We also have brought flocks of sheep and goats to exchange for additional labor. But there was no room here to bring them before you. They are grazing in nearby pastures. Shall we go examine them? Oh, Samjaza, do go, Nema pleaded. Then we can send the people home for the eve, and Tafara can show me the beautiful healing cloths. Samjaza hesitated. There are flocks of sheep and goats? Yes, just above the ridge there. Come and see, Methuselah said. Samjaza hesitated, but gazed at Zen and the other young Nephilim again. I think it is wise we send the people home as well. Samjaza gave Nema a knowing look. Zen and his playmates grow hungry. I will leave Hazazel and a few guards with you until I return. Wonderful. Nema almost leaped from her chair. Let us go inside at once and I will receive your gift there. Tafara followed Nema. Methuselah followed Simjaza. Tafara nodded to Methuselah as she left. Soon she heard five hoots like the owl in the distance. So far, so good. Tafara knew the trackers would be scattering the flocks. I must act quickly. Well, let me see them. Nema said as soon as they entered the chamber inside of the seat of council. Surely I will, Tafara said. You will need to wrap them directly on your skin and then lay your outer garment on top. Shall I assist you? Certainly, Nema snapped. Stand there. Nema pointed to the stool next to her. Tafara bit back a sharp remark and sat down. This is not the time to put the queen in her place. Nema turned her back and removed Mother Eve's garment but still gripped it tightly in her hand. Tafara snatched the garment from Nema, but not hard enough. Nema spun around with surprising strength, still holding on to the garment. But what Tafara faced was not merely Nema. A shadowy feminine form hovered over and through Nema. It had six arms that continuously reached and grasped at Tafara. Tafara jumped out of reach and drew her blade. She swiped at one of the arms and missed. Laughed the raspy voice. Nice try, monkey girl, but the garment is mine. Nema is mine. Not so. Tafara dropped to a crouch while using one leg to swipe Nema's feet from underneath. Nema fell back with a shriek. Tafara used the distraction to yank on the garment with all her strength. She pulled it free. Tafara turned to run toward the door. One of the snake arms caught her ankle and toppled her to the floor as well. Tafara rolled as she dropped to the ground and threw her dagger at one of the snake arms. It flew straight through it and hit the wall. You be a foul spirit, Tafara shouted. Just then, Samjaza burst through the door. Methuselah tumbled in after him. Nema! Samjaza shouted. Anami ran into the room behind Methuselah and gasped. Tafara was on the floor, wrestling with the power. Anami shouted, 
Serpentine released the girl. You have no rights here. His wings flared out to their full span as he drew his sword on Serpentine. Samjaza lunged toward Tafara. Methuselah tackled Samjaza, knocking him to the ground. Lord L, Serpentine hissed. How dare this underling address me with such sauce? Shall we make him pay? The fallen Star Lord materialized inside the room from nothing, revealing six wings and a sword. Tafara held on to the garment for dear life and rolled toward Serpentine, wrapping herself inside the tunic during the process. Her arms were bound inside, but the tunic gave her strength and sight from on high. She could now see the wicked one and Serpentine clearly. She screamed and used both her legs to kick the snake spirit away. Serpentine hissed and turned. One of his snake arms reached out and wound itself around Tafara's throat. She gagged and began turning purple. Anami blocked blows from the wicked one, who now set his sights on Tafara. You cannot withstand me, the fallen Star-Lord said with a laugh. He toyed with Anami, using playful thrusts from his sword. The girl will die. Just then, Azam dropped down through the ceiling, landing in between the wicked one and Anami. Let's make this a fair fight, shall we? Azam and Anami swerved so they stood back to back, each one fending off blows from the Star-Lord. Let it be LOM against LOM and leave the humans to the humans, Azam said. Fair enough, Satan laughed again. I will dismember any Elohim who stands against me first and then I will destroy the humans last. Delmar used the distractions to step out of the wall and slice through the snake star's arm, holding Tafara. The snake spirit left Nema to retaliate. Her body collapsed onto the floor like a rag next to Tafara. Delmar vanished again. Tafara gasped for air and righted herself. She freed her arms from the garment and was about to put it on when Hazazel entered the room. You again, Hazazel said. You're cute, but way too much trouble. He raised his sword against Tafara. The garment stays with Nema. Tafara blocked Hazazel's sword with her dagger, spun underneath his arm, and swiped his other sword from his waist. Nice work, Anami said. He thought about what he would do if he were in Tafara's place and projected his signature toward her. Tafara responded to his signature and parried Hazazel's blows using some basic Elohim drills. Hazazel's sword circled Tafara, forcing her sword to follow his lead to defend herself. But before he could withdraw and lunge for it with a fatal blow, Tafara hopped onto the table and aimed her sword at his neck. Hazazel barely blocked her maneuver in time. He retreated and repositioned himself in a standard defense mode. Come to now, Hazazel said. Have you been taught? He laughed again. I renounce my former statement. You may be just my kind of woman. Tafara said, I would rather die. Methuselah, who had been wrestling with some jaws of the whole time, paused just long enough to yell, Tafara, get the garment. Tafara ran toward Nema, who was crawling toward the garment. As Tafara ran, Hazazel took a swing at her. So you shall die, my sweet foe. Anami spun away from Azam's back to deflect Hazazel's blow as Tafara leaped to close the distance between her and Nema. Just then, the wicked one stepped forward and slashed his sword toward Anami's wings. No! Delmar yelled. He stepped out of the wall and threw himself in between Satan and Anami. The jab missed Anami's wings and landed in Delmar's chest. Delmar placed his hand over his heart as he staggered backward. Tafara landed on top of Nema and wrenched the garment from her old friend. Before Tafara could put the garment on, Nema grabbed Tafara's blade from the ground and threw it. The blade struck Tafara in the back. Tafara fell forward. Tafara! Methuselah yelled. Fire spread throughout him. In a burst of strength, Methuselah threw off Simjaza, sending him crashing into the wall. Anami swung around and caught both Delmar and Tafara before they hit the ground. Satan laughed. Good. Two down and three to go. 
Azam stepped in between Anami and Satan and whipped out his scimitar. The two engaged in battle, rising off the ground and upward through the ceiling. Anami tuned out the warfare outside and focused his attention on Hazazel with ferocious intensity. Bethuselah rushed toward Nema, snatching the garment away so suddenly that she fell out of its folds. Nema grabbed a knife from Methuselah's waist and tried to stab him, but Methuselah gripped Nema's hand, holding the knife and forced it away. As Nema struggled with the knife, she turned and saw Tafara laying on the ground, bleeding and gasping for breath. Nema's eyes grew wide and soft. Tears filled them. Nema stopped resisting Methuselah. Instead, she grabbed Methuselah's hand holding the knife and forced it into her chest before he could stop her. No! Methuselah cried, yanking his hand away. Both Nema and Tafar were still and silent. Anami lunged forward with one strong thrust, giving Hazazel a wounding blow. Hazazel crumpled to the ground. Anami turned. Delmar, Tafara, Nema were all on the ground. Methuselah hovered over the two women, whispering his strange words. Anami dropped to his knees. His aura filled the room with intense blue light. True friend. Anami placed a hand on Delmar's heart. Why did you try to save me? Anami started singing a melody unto the Ancient One, allowing healing to flow. He placed his other hand on Tafara's heart. Delmar stopped gasping. His breathing became slow and steady. Tafara showed no change. Methuselah knelt beside Tafara and Nema, sobbing. He pulled the blade from Tafara's back and placed Mother Eve's garment around her. He looked at Nema and would have done something to help her, but it was too late. Her face was already frozen into a mask of fear. Methuselah sat quietly as the fire simmered in him. He felt more than his own sorrow. The voice grieved too. These words burned through his soul. I will miss her so. Beautiful Nema, Methuselah said. You should have changed your mind. You should have brought me a lamb. Tafara's eyelids fluttered at the sound of Methuselah's voice. She looked at Methuselah and smiled weakly. You did it. Methuselah said gently, holding her hand. You got the garment back. Now all you must do is get well. That's the easy part, right? I hear music, beautiful singing, Tafara said. Don't try to talk, Tafara, Methuselah said. Save your strength. I'm going to bring you home to Father Seth. The garment will make you better. I'm going to get us out of here. I will get Medicidina. I will take you to my mother. She will make you well. Just hang on, Tafara. Delmar saw Tafara lying next to him and shook his head. Anami, this must be the will of the Ancient One. Methuselah, can you hear the singing? Tafara asked. It's so beautiful. Anami's smile was bittersweet. You must transition to Sheol now, brave girl. He leaned over and kissed her forehead. I wish I could have helped you more. Anami placed a hand on Methuselah's shoulder. He kept singing for a while. He could sense the man's pain and hoped his song would make him feel better. Oh, the melody, Tafara whispered. It's you! Tafara exhaled. Her head fell to the side. It's you! Tafara exclaimed. She sat straight up and grinned at Anami. I've been looking for you. Where be a watcher when you need one? Anami smiled. Who is that? Tafara asked, looking at the golden man next to her. That is Delmar, Anami said. He be a watcher too. Quick, shouted Delmar. Behind you! The wicked one crashed through the ceiling with a zomb right on his tail. He lunged for Tafara and tried to snatch her soul from her body. Anami, Delmar, and Azam surrounded Tafara instantly. Back off, Satan, Anami said. You have no orders for this one. No news is good news, Satan said. She is mine. Tafara trembled behind the three guardians as they fought off that wicked one trying to take her by force. Methuselah felt heaviness in the room. The fire saturated him. 
More strange words and sounds flowed from his mouth. Methuselah prayed and prayed. Finally, something changed in an instant. A peace so serene flooded the room, it dried up all his tears. The beloved stepped into the chamber. Intense, brilliant light like a pillar of fire was everywhere at once. Satan disappeared in a flash. Enough, said the mighty one. You will stand before the council. Anami, Delmar, Azam, and Tafara all fell prostrate, terrified. The beloved was fire. He spoke one more word. Appear. Anami, Delmar, Azam, and Tafara vanished in the twinkling of an eye. Methuselah gazed down at Tafara's lifeless form, finally wearing Mother Eve's garment again, and smiled. He picked up Tafara's favorite blade, placed it in her cool hands, and folded her arms across her chest. He smoothed the palm of his hand over her face, closing her eyes. Well done, Tafara. Well done. This concludes this chapter of Divided, The Days of Peleg. If you enjoyed this excerpt and just can't wait for the next chapter, download Divided ebook through Amazon Kindle and read it for free with Amazon Prime. Also, please check back for upcoming chapters on this podcast channel. Remember, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. Please, share this uplifting read with your friends and get ready to soar. Thank you again for listening, and may the favor of the Ancient One be on you.